Hi, I'm uh, Robert Byrne from the German Heart Centre in Munich. I'm uh, reporting here from the ESC 2011 in Paris, France. And it's a real pleasure to be joined by uh, Dr. Manish Patel from Duke, who's just presented the results from the CRISP-AMI trial. Welcome, Dr. Patel. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit of the background uh, regarding the CRISP-AMI trial, which essentially looked at counterpulsation therapy in patients with anterior infarcts. Yeah, as you know, patients with acute anterior ST elevation in my, or myocardial infarction in general, uh, despite improvements in our care, still have a significant mortality, in some mm. series up to 10% at six months. And so we thought, um, based on the fact that counterpulsation improves your diastolic pressure and your coronary perfusion pressure, and unloads the ventricle and helps with your EDP, yeah. uh, initial animal studies have shown that infarct size was reduced when it was placed prior to reperfusion. So the hypothesis of the CRISP-AMI study was, can we show that in patients with anterior MI, myocardium at risk, placing the counterpulsation balloon before reperfusion reduces infarct size compared to standard of care. Okay. And tell us, what endpoint uh, did you choose for this assessment? So we used cardiac MRI to look at infarct size, and that was done at day three to five in all patients. And the primary endpoint was sort of a co-primary endpoint, all patients that got an uh, MRI for infarct size, and those with a proximal LAD occlusion to be zero flow. We also followed all the patients at six months for clinical events. Okay. Um, and in terms of balloon counterpulsation then, was it protocol mandat mandated that the patients had to receive them at the start of the procedure or could they also receive them afterwards? So the goal was that these patients with fairly large amount of myocardium at risk, at least four millimeters across the precordium, anterior mm. STs, but not in shock, a yeah. clinical indication for counterpulsation, yeah. were randomized to getting the device inserted before mechanical reperfusion of the coronary artery versus standard of care PCI. And that occurred in 337 patients in the trial, um, about 30 sites in nine countries. And the time to treatment in the entire trial was 71 minutes from first medical contact to coronary device, 77 minutes with counterpulsation, 68 minutes with standard of care. So okay. about nine minutes to put the balloon pump in first and then continued for at least 12 hours after. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and what did you find then with regard to the primary endpoint? Yeah, the primary endpoint, which was infarct size as a percentage of the left ventricle, was fairly large in both groups. Mm -hmm. It was 42% of the ventricle in the counterpulsation group and 37.5% or so in the standard of care PCI group. This was not statistically significant. Including the patients with proximal LED occlusion to zero flow, again, a little bit larger but similar infarct sizes in both groups. Okay, so really high-risk patients with a lot of myocardium at risk. I think one of the things that struck me really was the size of the uh, LV uh, infarct that these patients had. It's, it's something that we've come to expect that patients perhaps with a 40% uh, or more of infarct volume will tend to have cardiogenic shock, but yeah. uh, interestingly, uh, these patients expressly didn't have cardiogenic shock. Can you, uh, do you have any uh, reasons behind that, or can you well, tell us anything more in this area? So they were at risk. You know, we were looking for the patients, what I'll say, are teetering on the edge. Yeah. They come to medical attention with a lot of ST elevation. Their blood pressure median in the trial at time of randomization was 130 systolic mm. with a heart rate of 80. So they weren't in shock, but as you've probably seen in, uh, in the presentation, 15 of the patients in the standard of care group did cross over to receiving a counterpulsation device. So there is some early risk of developing cardiogenic shock in some yeah. of these patients. Yeah. But as a routine strategy, it did not reduce infarct size. Okay. At six months, I should note yeah. that the, the clinical events were interesting in the sense that the all-cause death rate was 1.9% in the balloon pump arm and 5% in the standard of care PCI arm. This was not statistically significant, but there was a little bit of separation there. Okay. 
So where does this data then uh, take us? A very nicely conducted trial and it seems to be a clear message with no, in, uh, no evidence of difference in uh, infarct size between the two groups. Uh, should we refrain from using balloon counterpulsation therapy in patients with large anterior infarcts who are teetering on the, on the brink well, of cardiogenic I, shock? You know, I think w w we asked a question and we were able to answer it and it leaves me with sort of three messages. Yeah. The first is routine strategy of prophylactic counterpulsation in patients with large anterior mind without cardiogenic shock doesn't reduce infarct size. The second is though we have to be vigilant because some of these patients are teetering and can develop cardiogenic shock as in this trial where eight and a half percent crossed over yeah. to getting the counterpulsation. And thirdly and I think the most importantly for our patients and for others is that acute MI st ST elevation studies can be done with rapid reperfusion and so we should continue to see ways to improve these patients outcome. Okay, well thanks very much for joining us today and congratulations on an excellent uh, trial and for presenting the results. I understand we'll be able to read about these results simultaneously in, an, uh, in a publication? Yeah, I have the, um, the honor of presenting the, the publication and the results and it will be in JAMA online at, uh, hopefully soon. Well congratulations and thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you.